Welcome to the Louis Bellina Show Tuesday. Welcome to the Louis Bellina Show presented by King Ranch Saddle Shop. S-E-C Media Days. All week long, we're going to listen to the coaches the Aggies are going to square off against. Today, Brian Kelly, LSU, Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss. We will listen in. Since it is Tuesday, Joe Sheehan of the Joe Sheehan Newsletter, but a special time of 12.35. Joe Sheehan, special time, 12.35 on the Smoothie King Hotline. We will visit with Olin Buchanan live from Atlanta, live from SEC Media Days. Always love our chance to visit with OB. And then we'll end Tuesday, whether it's SEC Media Days or it's the dead of winter in December or it's spring break, I don't care. Every Tuesday, 155, mascot of the week with long way home adoptables. A cat, a dog, an animal looking for a permanent home. Uh, looking for you, really. You looking to add to your family? We'll meet our mascot of the week at 155. April Plemons of Longway Home Adoptables will join me. We have all of that, and that is a lot. And there's always more, more, more. It is time to start filling out the party deck for Listener Appreciation Night. This Saturday... At the Brazos Valley Bombers game. Brian Broadcasting, the zone. We have the party deck over on the first base side. It's all you can eat. It's all you can drink. And we've done this. Of course, we didn't do the corona year. But two, three years already. And it's just a fun night. All the Brian Broadcasting radio stations welcome out their listeners. We eat, we drink, we're very merry. You might get to throw out the first pitch at the Bombers game. One lucky zone listener will be out there for the first pitch. And today, it's time to start filling out those spots. Saturday is creeping up on us quickly. Matter of fact, Emily, how about we start things right now? Let's see who's listening to the Louis Bellina show. Who was uh, on time? Emily, take the first five callers. Register them right now to be a part of Listener Appreciation Night. The first five callers right now at 979-693-1150. You'll have a chance. You'll be registered. And I'm giving away a lot of spots today. You're going to have an excellent chance of being a part of Listener's Appreciation Night if you get registered today, Tuesday. Call now. Get registered now. Who was on time today gets rewarded. 979-693-1150. Call the Smoothie King hotline now and get registered for a chance to be a part of Listener Appreciation Night this Saturday at the Bombers game. Dial 979-693-1150. Some simple warnings, tips, advice. If you get put on hold, stay on hold. If you get a busy signal, dial back. It takes a while to register five people. We only have so many phone lines. So if you get put on hold, stay on hold. If you get a busy signal, dial back. Good luck. We'll begin our days, where else? SEC Media Days. It is day number two. Alabama kicked things off at 8.05 this morning. 
Nick Saban, Saban, Will Anderson, Jordan Battle, Bryce Young. They're pretty much done at this point. Vanderbilt is dominating the car wash. Head coach Clark Lee, Ben Renshinen, tight end, Anthony Origi, the linebacker, and Mike Wright, the quarterback. That's Vanderbilt time. You have a built-in mini lunch break. Tuesday and Wednesday are the heavy lifting days of SEC Media Days. Doing four schools each day. Two in session one, two in session two, with a quick mini lunch break in between. Starting up, 12 o'clock, Mike Leach, Mississippi State. 12 o'clock, session two will start. Mike Leach is a hold court kind of coach. He, he always has something to say. He's not scared to say it. He will talk about everything and anything and all things. Then finally, at 125, South Carolina and Shane Beamer will wrap up day two of SEC Media Days. Before we get into who said what about what, a reminder, call now, get registered for Listener Appreciation Night, 979-693-1150. If you get put on hold, stay on hold. If you get a busy signal, dial back. Nick Saban took to the podium this morning and two things. One, he's still talking about NIL. He's just not accusing one any, anyone anymore. He mentioned, quote, our players did extremely well last year. They made over $3 million in name, image, and likeness. So Alabama players made over $3 mil in name, image, and likeness. I believe Arch Manning will make over $3 mil by himself. So I don't think Nick Saban's really brag. That's not a real good brag that your players as a group made over three mil when Texas probably has two players alone that make over three mil in name, image, likeness by themselves. Here's the other thing that really stood out. I was listening to Texas radio as I was driving in. They had uh, Connor O'Gara, the Saturday Down South guy. He commented on this too. But in the main media room, no one asked Saban about Fisher. It's completely logical. There's no point in asking him. He wasn't going to answer. It's old news and a dead topic, actually. But everyone was going to ask about it. And the fact that not one person did, if I heard correctly, understand correctly, is stunning. I cannot believe it. But A, most media are scared of Nick Saban. B, they're not going to go after the GOAT. Remember, it took Olin Buchanan at Destin, the SEC, is it their spring meetings? Yeah, in Destin. It was Olin, and it was only Olin. Kind of, and I say went after. He dared to actually ask real questions. Of Saban. Not one person 
Now, before I'm going to make a federal case of this, I'm going to wait for Thursday and when Jimbo gets up there. And I want to see if anyone asked Jimbo about saving and their dust up. Because I got a sneaky feeling somebody will. Because I don't think Fisher will get the same respect that Saban just got. I don't think they fear Fisher like they fear Saban. I don't think they respect Fisher like they respect Saban. No one asked them one of the three things that every media person had as one of the top storylines of SEC Media Days. And there was Nick Saban kicking off day two and not one person asked about it. Like, you got to be kidding me, right? And it's because it was Nick Saban. They're not going to challenge the GOAT. They're not going to challenge him. And people are just scared of him. If we go through Thursday, Jimbo, and no one asked Jimbo about it, I might have to start thinking and reevaluating and debating about a new enlightened media existing out there. That... That would be the biggest shock of SEC media days without a doubt. I just don't think it'll happen. So Saban spoke this morning. Interesting. There's a lot of notes being compared. You know, Greg Sankey, we listened to him basically our entire final hour yesterday, but he had a lot to say. And his main planks platforms, the 18 college football playoff, is still a no-go, still a non-starter, and Sankey just said no. He has not moved off of that. The SEC has confirmed we'll have no divisions when Texas OU join, and that right now, the final oh thing for them to figure out, the final thing, I say struggle, it's incorrect, but the last thing they got to figure out is the tiebreaker scenarios, quote, snagging the discussions. And Sankey wants the United States Congress to develop federal legislation on name, image, and likeness rules across the board, which you understand the logic of that, right? They're the ones that gave the power to the states. They're the ones that handled this. Because the NCAA, which by the way, NIL was the final nail in the NCAA coffin, they so butchered and mismanaged it that they had no right to survive. They had no right to live in this story. They really butchered it. So, of course, because that's where everything that currently exists is. And can the federal now take the rights away from the states? If not, can the federal trump the states to what degree? I, I'm scared with NIL, horse out of the barn. Sankey is the co-chair, co-head of the Transformational Reformational Committee. Will they create a new version of NIL that can be tied into your scholarship so that no matter what your state rules are, if you're going to have a scholarship, you actually have to follow these rules. Things can get tricky, sticky quickly. Now, I got to take our first time out of the day. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about what Brian Kelly had to say, Lane Kiffin had to say. I do want to talk a little bit more about Greg Sankey, 
Let's talk SEC football. This is the Louis Bellina Show, live inside the Charles Schwab studio. You know, like with any team, you need talent. You need quality to be the best. At Gold Star Barber Studio, they've got talent. They've got award-winning barbers and stylists. And they offer quality services and, of course, to fit your schedule. Now, when I say services, yeah, of course, you need a haircut. But they also do hair stylings. And they do, and this is my favorite, that hot towel razor shave. Oh, if you've never done it, treat yourself. Treat yourself. Award-winning, talented stylists at Gold Star Barber Studio. And then that convenient part, fit your schedule. You make an appointment. You go online, goldstarbarberstudio.com, and you book the appointment at any time that fits you. And there's four locations of Gold Star Barber Studio, so there's probably one right around the corner from you. That's easy. That's convenient. That fits your schedule. That's no wait. Go now. Make your appointment now at goldstarbarberstudio.com. Welcome back. Louis Bellina Show, Tuesday. Louis Bellina Show, presented by King Ranch Saddle Shop. We're talking SEC football, SEC media days. We're taking a look at who said what, what it means. First chance for a lot of people, all these coaches and so forth, to talk. Think about what happened during the offseason. Super conference realignment. NIL went next level. First chance for them to speak. No, there's not going to be these great revelations from deep inside their souls, but just little comments here and little comments there. And also, since we're so desperate, you know, we're at the end of the long offseason. Matter of fact, the new season officially is beginning for the SEC. Everything tends to get torn apart to shreds. You know, Greg Sankey, he really, really emphasized that the SEC plans on staying at 16. The SEC is fine at 16. 16 is the number 16, 16, 16. Right now, I don't know how much you've been paying attention to Super Conference Realignment. Right now, everything is everything is Notre Dame related. They are talking to NBC. And they've asked for 75 mil a year to remain independent. They currently get from NBC 22 mil. They're asking for like 3.5 raise. By the way, that's not outrageous. The SEC got more than that from CBS. Oh, sorry, from ABC for the 230 slot. So a 3.5 increase is not ridiculous, especially take a look at all the new contracts and negotiations and deals that have been offered out there. If I was Notre Dame, I would really, well, they can't do grant of right deal. There are other sports. If they could cut a year-round deal at NBC for basketball, help baseball, I don't know, more. Now, here's where it starts getting interconnected to everything at once. So Notre Dame wants 75 mil to stay independent and stay with NBC. Three and a half time raise. Not ridiculous at all. NBC is open to the idea, but they want one more conference to pair with NBC so that they actually have a college football Saturday and not just one kind of random game. The Big 12 is their target. The Big 12 is currently doing contract negotiations. 
So you'd have a Notre Dame game of the week on NBC and and a Big 12 game. Their network partner would be NBC Sports. And then their cable partner would be Fox like it currently is. And then Tier 3 would basically go to ESPN. If you're the Big 12, glory, glory, hallelujah. You're wanted by someone. You have value. NBC can't go to the SEC. They can't go to the ACC. Pac-12, you don't want West Coast games. Big 12 kind of wins this one by default. But NBC wants the Big 12 to fill in that role. Let's keep this story going. Friday, everything fell apart between the Big 12 and the Pac-12. There was three different options being evaluated between the two conferences moving forward, like a partnership, a shared network, and a full-on merger. That was the three options that were being evaluated between the Pac-12 Big Full-on merger. All three were shot down. All, and this is according to ESPN, according to other insiders, but all three were voted no. All three are dead. All had objections. Now, the weird part is, of course, all three had objections. Nothing's perfect. At some point, you got to start thinking about what's close enough. But there was a phrase that kept popping up. Underwhelming value. That's the money part. All three options presented underwhelming value. And the funny part, it's underwhelming value for the Big 12. The Pac-12 schools allegedly would make more by being independent than a Big 12 Pac-12 merger. The Big 12 schools will make more than a merger between the two. So everything that had been discussed is dead. The Pac-12 ACC scheduling and TV alliance, dead. So here's the two things that are next. If Notre Dame stays independent, all the super conferences will stay at 16 for this round. When all the TV negotiations are up six to eight years from now, we'll kill another conference. But if Notre Dame stays independent, 16 and good. And you're going to have conferences like the Big 12 and the Pac-12 try and position themselves over the next four to six years. But as far as the SEC being good at 16, if Notre Dame calls them, the SEC will be a 17-team conference. That, that is a less than 30-second phone call. If Notre Dame goes to the Big Ten, the SEC has to react. So the whole Sankey, we're good at 16. Everything the SEC does in its future is Notre Dame dependent. There's nothing else that can happen that affects the SEC. And the biggest problem, as the Big 12 and the Pac-12 found out, and the SEC knows, you don't add a school just to add them. What value do they bring? How do we make more money? And you don't make more money just by having more inventory, i.e. more games. They have to add value. For the SEC, that list is tiny. Texas, believe it or don't, brought more value, but not as much value as you think. 
because the Texas market was already locked down by A&M. So by adding Texas, they didn't grow their market. They added value, but they didn't grow their markets. So that was part of this. And you know what? Same thing, Big Ten, but they added L.A. They didn't add Tulsa, Oklahoma City, Norman, Stillwater. No, no, they added L.A. There's very few schools that can add value to the SEC. What's believed to be next is the Big 12 is going to go back to trying rating the Pac-12. Remember, full merger was out. Nothing about rating them, though. Taking Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah minimum and make a move on Oregon and Washington, who, if those other four schools say yes, Oregon, Washington is most likely to say yes, too. So that's where the Big 12, they might not wait. As a matter of fact, if you're going to be proactive, add the Mountain Schools, you already got tech out there too. Again, though, how much value? A full merger didn't add value. How much value do you get for the Mountain Schools? You would have a travel, make sense partners, ah, to be continued. Those are the next two things to keep your mind and eye on in Super Conference realignment. Notre Dame, which could change everything. If they stay independent, everybody's done. The Big 12 will look to raid the Pac-12. Finally, before we take a timeout, that's what finally means. We're going to do a listen-in with Brian Kelly in about five minutes. We'll do a listen-in with Lane Kelly. Here on the Louis Bellina Show, we do the SEC Media Days in their words. All this week is the coaches. All next week is the players. With Brian Kelly, he's going to be asked a lot about why LSU, why move, why, why, why. The truth of the matter is at Notre Dame, he was handicapped in his talent acquisition. And there's a statistic. Since 1999, Brian Kelly, Notre Dame, has two wins versus AP top five teams and 21 losses. So they're 2-21. and 21. Of the 21 losses, 14 were at least three scores. Remember, three scores is like 15 or more. Alabama pasted him. And it was never, ever going to get better at Notre Dame because he can't get Alabama talent at Notre Dame or Georgia talent at Notre Dame. Where at LSU, he doesn't even have to work hard. LSU recruits itself and he'll have Alabama talent. Number one reason why he left. And he was asked even about how much did Losing to Bama influenced the decision to go to LSU, and he wouldn't buy into it. Those stats kind of tell a story. And finally, when we listen in to Lane Kiffin, oh, he can't resist it. He wouldn't be Pimp Daddy Kiffin. Listen carefully. He takes a shot at the Big Ten. But it's it's if you get past the bluster and the Lane Kiffinness of it all, he makes a masterful point. That if you're USC and you're UCLA and you're going to the Big Ten, it's not that big a deal. They don't have much of an adjustment. 
They're going to a conference that's had one team win a playoff game, and that's Ohio State. And the rest of the league, they haven't won a playoff game. How tough is it for USC and UCLA to compete in the Big Ten? How much adjustment will they have? Minimal. The SEC has had three different schools win the past three national championships. The SEC had four different programs win the national title from 2007 to 2010. Texas and Oklahoma have no idea what they're stepping into. That's Lane Kiffin's point about the different transition for Texas and Oklahoma and USC-UCLA. Pac-12 hadn't made the playoffs since 16, but they're going to a conference that only has one team that won a playoff game. Where OU in Texas is going to the conference that's had three straight different national champions in a row and four different in a stretch before that. That's the difference. When we come back, our first listening of the day, we'll go Brian Kelly LSU. This is the Louis Bolina Show from inside the Charles Schwab studio. Welcome back to the Louis Bolina Show presented by King Ranch Saddle Shop. Pull up your boots. Get to Century Square because King Ranch Saddle Shop, they want you to see their brand new store, their new home in Aggieland on University Drive in Century Square. It is time now. We call them listen-ins. Things I hear, things you want to hear, people more. We listen in on the Louis Bolina Show. SEC Media Days all this week is the coaches. All next week, it's the players. We will listen in. It all kicks off, well, I guess... Greg Sankey yesterday, we want to be technically correct. But the coaches begin right now. Brian Kelly, All right, LSU. good afternoon. It's good to be back without a, a long uh, presentation from me. First coach to introduce is the head coach of the LSU Tigers, Brian Kelly, who is a three-time national coach of the year, 2009, 12, and 18. He led Notre Dame to the BCS championship game in 2012 and two CFP semifinals. Uh, a little side note for me, I had to take dancing lessons yesterday. My younger daughter's getting married. My dancing lessons are not on video. Brian, though, has had his dancing ability on video. When he was asked about it, he said, when a five-star quarterback asks you to dance, you dance. And when your youngest daughter asks you to dance for a wedding, you take dancing lessons, in my case. This is Coach Kelly's first appearance at a conference media event since 2009. Off the field, he and his wife, Pocky, she's a two-time breast cancer survivor, have a foundation named Kelly Cares that's donated nearly $6 million to over 190 causes around the globe. Please welcome LSU Tigers head coach, Brian Kelly. Good afternoon. Certainly a pleasure for me to be here at my first, as uh, Greg mentioned, my first media day uh, since 2009. Uh, I think for me, it kind of signifies uh, college football uh, is back. Uh, we can now point our attention towards that. And uh, for me, uh, all of my attention is focused on our LSU football team. It's been Quite an interesting six, seven months uh, as I uh, embarked on this journey, uh, which has been uh, exciting for me. Uh, it started with, um, you know, the right time at the right place. Uh, the timing was right for me. The place was 
perfect. We had an incredible president, President Tate, um, an athletic director that I had history with, with uh, Scott Woodward, and uh, a rich history and tradition uh, with LSU football. And so for me, it was then taking on that uh, great opportunity in front of me uh, to be part of uh, restoring uh, championship quality football to LSU. Also, the chance to be part of this incredible conference, the SEC. Um, the challenges uh, that come with that. Playing the great schools. I've never been in many of the venues. Uh, I'll get an opportunity to play at Auburn this year. I'll get a chance to play at Kyle Field in the swamp. Uh, those will be exciting opportunities, something that I've never experienced in my career of 32 years. So the challenges of being in uh, the greatest conference in college football, as well as being at LSU, is um, I've been asked many times why, and I can tell you that um, you know, certainly that shared vision of our administration, the great opportunity to restore uh, championship level football to LSU and then the SEC itself and being part of this this great conference. Um, for me, um, it's been, as I mentioned, an opportunity to uh, put a roster together in a very short period of time creatively. Um, we've had to use the transfer portal. Uh, we've recruited. Uh, we've spent a lot of time in player development and we will then give everybody an opportunity to say, what do we look like here on a Sunday night against Florida State? And we're excited about that opportunity. So with that, um, I'll open it up uh, to questions. Thank you, Coach Kelly. If you have a question, please raise your hand. Uh, Jack, Jake, and Preston will get a microphone to you. And again, please give your name and affiliation. We're going to start right here in front of us, Coach, about five rows back. Go ahead. Hey, Coach. Colin Wilson with the Action Network. Uh, so when you took over... Oh, hey there you are. Thank you. <laughs> when you took over Notre Dame in 2010, you had a new quarterback with Jimmy Claus, a new offensive line, and Notre Dame had some struggles out of the gate in September. Is there anything we can learn from that experience for LSU to be undefeated with Mississippi State, Florida State, right out of the gate? Well, now that you put it that way, I hope not. Um, you know, certainly we have four quarterbacks. Um, and, you know... The spring really was for us to lay down our offense. We weren't really going to gear it towards any particular skill set. So um, I, I think I feel much better about the depth in the quarterback situation. Uh, you know, Dane was really the only quarterback that had any experience. We, we were young and inexperienced at that position. Um, I think the depth at the quarterback position is much much different. You know. Jaden and, and uh, certainly Miles um, bring us obviously starting um, experience. Uh, Garrett obviously for me is a, is an exciting quarterback. Walker's a, a true freshman, but there's there's great depth there. The offensive line is is clearly an area that that we need to um, keep our eye on. But I think we've we've added um, you know some some really good transfers uh, and we think we've we've got some young men that have developed uh, so I would say that right now I stand in front of you that there are similar uh, situations 
uh, I like the depth and the opportunity to uh, be much better than, than 2010. Coach, we're going to go down in front of us here on the front row. Ron? Yeah, Ron, Ron Higgins, uh, Tiger Details. Uh, it's been kind of documented, but the LSU or the collective of NIL of LSU doesn't have as much funds as other schools. How do you overcome that? And have you run into a situation yet where maybe you were outbid for a player? And how do you overcome that? First of all, I don't know that we don't have as many funds. Um, nobody has given me, uh, you know, any kind of documentation that we're behind. I feel very comfortable, quite honestly, as I stand here, you know, talking to you that, um, you know, what we're doing relative to NIL is as competitive uh, as anybody else. Um, I don't feel like we're being outbid uh, by anybody. Uh, I don't think that's the place of NIL uh, anyway. So if we were being outbid, then we're going to be outbid if we have $50 million in our collective. So I don't feel hamstrung um, by that. Uh, I want to continue to educate uh, with NIL. Um, I want to be able to use the resources wisely uh, to help promote name, image, and likeness. and. And, and have that available uh, for our student athletes um, when, when, when the time comes. Coach, we're going to stay here in front of me, three rows back. Drew, uh, Drew DeArmond, WZZN Radio, Huntsville, Alabama coach. So much of coaching is teaching and then earning the trust of your players. How has it been with Miles Brennan, Keyshawn Butte, John Emery, those guys that maybe uh, they are going to be the key parts of your offense? How have you earned their trust so far? Well, I think trust is a two-way street, you know. Um, you know, they're earning my trust, too. You know, I think, you know, it works both ways. I, first of all, trust is about saying something um, and, and backing it up. Uh, and, and then, you know, I think continuing uh, that relationship. You know, we're, we're working on that relationship every day through deeds, um, through things that we put in front of them uh, and say that we're going to do for them and, and backing it up and then asking them to do some things for us and, and, and seeing that they back it up. I think in all three of those cases, we, we're building trust. Um, as you know, Keishon was just awarded number seven, which we consider, you know, a, a program number that, that highlights the very best player, in particular from the state of Louisiana. Um, and, and that has to happen when, when trust has been formed. Miles has been one of our best leaders in our program. John Emery's done an incredible job of bringing himself back into our program. So I think you brought up three guys that have earned a lot of trust and, and we're trusting them. Coach, we're going to stay right in front of him in the second row. Tom. Coach Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I wanted to ask you about your secondary, what you feel about the talent level there, and the two transfers from Arkansas, Fouché and Brooks, how you feel like they might fit in. Well, let me address Fouché and Brooks. Um, they have been outstanding additions to our program. I know um, m many don't like to see that happen within the league, and I'm not crazy about it either. Um, but these are two Louisiana kids that wanted to play at LSU. Uh, and they have been great additions. Uh, character, um, you know, 
I would say that you know when we were looking into the transfer portal, we wanted young men that had SEC experience and had ties to the state of Louisiana, and and Brooks and Fouché fit that to the T. Um, and I think the secondary has a number of players that we've, I think, went out and recruited uh, either through the, the portal or that were in the program uh, that give us great depth, but they're going to have to go out and prove it. Um, and I think that's, that's an area that is going to have to come together for us, but we think we have depth and we think we have some talent there. Coach, we're going to stay on my side, three rows back. Kirk? Uh, Kirk Bowles from the Austin American Statesman. Uh, Coach, I wonder why you feel like you're a great fit for LSU since you haven't been in the South that much. And a uh, correlated question is that what do you think of Texas and Oklahoma joining an already great conference? Well, I, I think fit is about, you know, the ability to run a program, um, you know, at the highest level. I've done it for 32 years. I've had success at uh, Notre Dame, Cincinnati, Central Michigan, wherever I've been. So, you know, running a program and then, um, you know, developing players, player development. I think those are the most important thing. And I, and I, don't, I don't think that needs to be, um, you know, geographical in a sense. Um, I've gotten to, to love where I'm at in, in Baton Rouge. I love the people. They love football. They love family. Uh, and they love food. And that fits me really well. So I guess I should have been in the South all along. <laughs> I love the fact that Oklahoma and Texas, two great programs are coming into the SEC. And, you know, that speaks to Coach Sankey and understanding, you know, the lay of the land and, and, and being proactive and having two great institutions coming into the SEC. We'll be excited about when they, when they officially join uh, to have them on the schedule as well. That wraps up our listen-in. Brian Kelly, LSU head coach. Did you hear at the end there when he said Coach Sankey? Coach Sankey? I thought, that, look, not trying to create a federal issue about it, but I thought it was very interesting that he said Coach Sankey. I mean, he's Commissioner Sankey, and I know he knows that, but um, I don't know. Sometimes listening to and following Brian Kelly and his actions, I feel like he kind of makes things up on the fly a lot. You know, there, there's probably a kernel, a basis of belief, but the details around it maybe were created as he found a story that he wanted to tell. That's kind of what I'm thinking at times when I, when I listen to him. That's a vibe I get. We'll take a break. We'll come right back, wrap up hour number one. This is the Louis Bolina Show from inside the Charles Schwab studio. In uncertain times, Charles Schwab remains invested in their clients. How? Thank you for asking. By offering personalized guidance and clarity. Contact Mark Sim right here in College Station to get answers to your questions. Learn more at schwab.com slash College Station. It is the Louis Bolina Show presented by King Ranch Saddle Shop. Emily, take the next five callers, register them for a chance to join us on Listener Appreciation Night. Today, we're going to give away many, if not rest of, the spots on the party deck. Listener Appreciation Night is this Saturday. It's Brian Broadcasting. We do it for Gospel WTAW. 
Candy, Peace, Maverick, Willie, La Hefa, and The Zone. It's a big party. All you can eat, all you can drink, watch the Bombers game. We're going to have epic door prizes. Listener appreciation night's a good party. Call now. The first five callers now will be registered. All prize eligibility rules apply. They always apply. It's always. So call now, 979-693-1150. Get yourself registered. 979-693-1150. Dial, light up the Smoothie King hotline. Fridays are now one-up Fridays at Smoothie King. You can upgrade any 20-ounce smoothie to a 32-ounce smoothie. $1 more every Friday at Smoothie King. I want to wrap things up. There's a new NIL deal that went public. Texas Tech. Their collective is called the Matador Club. Great name. Who's Who doesn't want to be a Matador? Their NIL collective is smart. Let me explain again. They are doing $125,000 NIL contracts. All 85 scholarship players plus 15 walk-ons get a 25K NIL contract. 85 scholarships plus 15 walk-ons get a 25K. It's one-year deal. They get their first payment in August. They get paid monthly. They're expected to do community service and public service for their, you know, in return for their money. And it's simple. And it's public. Everybody knows about it. So that's your offer to be a Red Raider. You have a 25K uh, contract, deal, money waiting for you. And and you can be a walk-on and get it. Now look, that doesn't get you Arch Manning. That won't get you a five-star. Five stars don't get out of bed for less than 100K probably. But when you're Texas Tech and you think about the future Big 12 and the the four stars, their best-case scenario that they're going to be fighting for and the fact that they're going to have $125,000 paychecks, this is huge for them and their level that they're going to be competing at. It's an incredible step forward for Texas Tech. And, you know, they announced this like three days after they announced a $200 million project for a new football stadium and a football-only building and football performance center and football upgrades. So Texas Tech, seeing a window to become competitive in the new Big 12. Looks like they're investing $125,000 scholarships. Before we have to take our break, we put two people on hold and then they hung up before they could get registered. So we're still registering five people for Listener Appreciation Night. And as I say every time, if you get put on hold, Stay on hold. It takes a second to register five people. So you could still call. You can still get registered. Dial now. It's lunchtime on the Louis Bellina Show. Lunchtime is thanks to Rudy's Barbecue. 